Venturex Studios, it's J.P., Kathy, and the crew. Man, good morning. It is Friday, and you know I'm in a great mood because I'm going to get to talk today. I'm like super, super excited <laughs> because guess what? That's right. In that picture next to me, you don't see Kathy. Now, I love Kathy. Don't get me wrong, but I get to talk today. Or do I, Latham? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you talk. Sure. I mean, I'm used to it. Man, I live with I live with three women. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done. I've lived with two. Yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Hey, Kathy's on her way to Boston. Got a cute picture of her and CJ. They are getting ready for the Berkeley School of Music summer camp. Uh, did you ever go to summer camp? You know, I never did. You never got to go to summer I camp. Never did. You were yeah. deprived. I um, I sort of I lived out in the country, so li- living where I was it was kind of like being at camp all the time. Like you never knew what was going to happen. I don't know. There were girls at camp. Uh, I mean, that's true. There yeah. were girls. I mean, I, I, we I, had, I was you know, you know. A small town. You know, in the summertime, you go and you uh, cruising. You know, <laughs> right, where you get in the right, car and you drive right. the same couple who, of blocks. Who does that anymore? Like you just drive around <laughs> for like circles, two or three hours at a time. Like make the loop around Sonic, come down, turn into the Walmart parking lot, turn around. You just do that for hours. Like, did you yeah. ever notice though? You never lost gas. It seemed like gas it's never amazing. went away when you did that. Amazing. Yeah, that loop never cost you to like go to half a tank. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a glitch in the matrix or something. <laughs> a glitch in the <laughs> matrix. It was indeed. Well, I'll tell you what. Today is Friday. Um, and it is going to be a good day today. We have got Lathan. He's going to come on. He's going to join me, hang out with me today um, while Kathy is gone. We're going to talk about the fact that freedom is still alive and well in this country. And with good men uh, like Lathan and his group over at First Liberty, we can continue to promise that religious freedom throughout this country. And not even necessarily Christian freedom. We're talking about religious freedom in general. Yeah, exactly. I mean, First Liberty Institute, we represent people of all faiths all over the country. Anywhere people are just trying to live according to what they believe in a way that, you know, is in keeping with the law and the Constitution, we'll defend their right to do so. That's what First Amendment's all about. And so don't forget you can donate. I always like to hit them up for this because I like what you all do. And so where do they go on your website to donate to the cause? Firstliberty.org, right at the top of the page. There's a button that says uh, donate, and there's a button that says get legal help. They're right there next to each other. So if you need us, Click the Get Legal Help button. If you want to help us, click the Donate button. Uh, No client ever gets a bill uh, because we are supported by generous donors uh, like your viewers. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. And, of course, it's fun. Um, Social media is being attacked by Donald Trump and now being attacked by, do you know who's joining that lawsuit? I don't know that I've Oh, my goodness gracious. I'll have to get that for you. Okay. Um, I always say it wrong. CPAC. Did yeah. I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. CPAC is joined. Oh, okay. In that uh, fight. And so they were on this morning on the news talking about that. I always wanted to call them CPAP because I have a CPAP <laughs> machine. It's like, yeah. no, it's CPAP. The CPAP conventions Yeah, in the town. CPAP conventions in yeah. town. Let me go get my hose and people run walking in. around with masks and talking hoses. like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though, man. Yeah. I tell you what, it's kind of exciting. I feel like I'm at a Comic-Con, but it's for CPAP yeah. machines. I'm at a CPAP mom. Right. I don't even know if that's a real thing. It probably is not a real thing. But no, CPAP has joined the fight. Why do I talk about that? Because like right now we're on Facebook, right? Right. But they've not sent a single thing out to anybody. So you and I are talking to each other. Hey, well, you know, I like anyway. that. Yeah, who doesn't show up at 8 o'clock in the yeah. morning and want to talk to each other? Sure. 
Absolutely. I'm How's your coffee? Guy. Your coffee good? Yeah. Mine's not. I didn't get any today. Yeah. What was I thinking? So, no. Uh, so, yeah, going to attack the big boys. And for uh, exact reasons like this, where J.P. Cathy and their crew gets ghosted. Or, no, not ghosted. I think they call it shadowed. Yeah, shadow um, banned. Yeah, shadow yeah. banned by Facebook. And so here we sit. Uh, even though we are live, I know that the messages have not gone out yet. And so it's amazing to me uh, that that can continue to happen. Hopefully, we are ready to launch off of YouTube. And that'll be a friendlier base, I'm hoping, for us as well. But So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do they, do they have anything in that lawsuit? Or are we just pushing buttons at this point? Yeah, it's a very, very interesting question. And it's one that's been that has been sort of uh, bandied about for a while now. And there's a lot of different theories. You've got... Some that will that will say, well, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Google, these are private companies, um, and you know, you don't have to use their service, and they, you know, a private company's got a right to run their company the way they want to run it. Um, you know, there are some that are, that are saying that these companies have become sort of so uh, ubiquitous in the way that we live our life um, that uh, they should be treated like uh, common carriers. Like, like telephone companies, like uh, internet providers uh, back in the day would have been like railroads or um, and that therefore they can be regulated. Then you get into you know, Section 230 stuff. You know, there's antitrust theories. You know, that's uh, the one that's I'm hearing that's kind of the prevailing here. I think that's probably if, if anything is going to get done uh, by the government towards these companies, I think it's likely um, either going to be an antitrust case uh, for somebody like Google, who is, you know, it's sort of the, the equivalent of the old um, AT&T or a Ma Bell before they broke up. Um, right. And then, uh, but then there's also, I mean, there's also a theory where, and some of the state attorneys general have uh, pursued some of this uh, on like a consumer, consumer protection theory, like consumer fraud, basically, where Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google are saying, well, this these are, well, Facebook and Twitter, these are open forums and anybody can come on here and you can say whatever you want, but then they come in and they regulate content. Right. And so uh, there's a theory that says, well, that's actually consumer fraud. You're claiming to be something, but you're acting as something else. Like you're defrauding your customer. Right. You know, and the thing that I always remind people, is, well, especially talking about, you know, like social media, Facebook and Twitter or whatever, and you need to understand, like you, the user, are, you're not their their product, um, or you're not their uh, their consumer, their customer. You are their product. Right. It's it's all of those advertisers, all those ads that you see in your Facebook feed or on Twitter or whatever. Those of those people are their customers, and what they are selling actually to those people is access to you. You, the user of those things, are actually the the product that they are marketing. They are mar- they are holding themselves out as, hey, I can give you access to this to these billion people or however many you know they'll use facebook or whatever so there's a lot of different theories i think it's gonna be very interesting to see how the lawsuits play out uh what legal theories that they advance in the suits and how the courts deal with it so. well i know that it's, it's interesting from the standpoint that you you've hit it right on the head and now they have to tell you that hey can we go ahead and submit your information for target advertising right right because i got that message last night i was on uh, hopper or something like that i've just downloaded it and or it was going to facebook or something and they said hey you know we use this to target ads can we use your and i'm like right. uh no 
I'm tired of seeing ads and all the pop-ups. And so it's interesting that it's okay for you to exploit me, but it's not okay for me to say my mind and then let me go ahead and trend and be out there. Uh, One of the things CPAC was complaining about was in 2015 that they had a rally where over 31 million people viewed the rally when Donald Trump was announcing his presidency and revving everything up, right? And the next thing you know, they were shut down and not allowed to be on Facebook. And you can't find that speech anymore, right. they said. So, uh, you know, really, when you advertise yourself to be one thing, but you're another, you know, curiously, uh, I know it's probably going to be more of a federal issue than a state issue. Yeah. But on a state side, I mean, could you not enjoin a Deceptive Trade Practices Act? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, think I think some so. of the state attorneys general, that's the line that they're sort of pursuing, is that, you know, we have a responsibility to protect uh, the consumer uh, here in our state and that this you know, these practices constitute, you know, consumer fraud. And so, yeah, I think some of the states, uh, attorneys general may be going down that road. Um, Google, I think, is probably, if, if, if any of those big three are susceptible to an antitrust argument, it's probably Google. Um, because, I mean, they are the 800-pound gorilla in the room when yeah. it comes to um, Internet searches. I mean, what other, yes, they can say, well, there's other, Search engines. Right. Well, tell me another one whose company name is used as a verb in this country. Right. Yahoo is not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's Google and everybody else is a distant, distant second. Yeah. And so if, if, if anybody's going to be, um, you know, come under some sort of antitrust uh, litigation, it would likely be Google. Now, you then you still have to go and, and sort of um, show maybe some anti-competitive practices that they've done, you know, uh, well, which, I'm sure there are. I mean, there's got to be plenty of ways where you've paid to be up at the top of a search. I mean, ask and you end up at the bottom. Ask Parler about anti-competitive practices. Right. Boy, and that's the truth. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And so, Guzman said, did Florida did Florida already use that uh, on the consumer protection thing? I'm, I'm guessing that's what we're I, saying. I think I know uh, Paxton was pursuing it at, at one point. I don't know if, um, if Texas still is. Um, there were there were several there were several state. AGs that we're looking into it. So, well, we have a great show for you. You know, uh, Lathan and I just kind of kicked it off. We're going to have a uh, sharing the love part. If you've read the title, you're like, what do you mean by sharing the love? Well, uh, here locally, right in fact, here in Venture X, somebody that I get to see every day that's delightful to see and talk to, uh, she and her partner have, or, or, or who she works with, uh, have a little company, a little podcasting company that they do. And so we're going to bring them on and talk to them. They're doing a little network thing nice. as well. And so, hey, we're not here to to, to get rid of you. We want to join you. Sure. Let's share information and share people and uh, and have a good time. And so I'm all about that. So we're going to have them come on here shortly. Um, again, Lathan's going to talk to us about why, when I say that uh, liberty or Christian liberty or religious liberty prevails again, he's going to talk about that and what that means. And I'm going to tell you why I left a certain name out of that so that we don't take the brunt of whoever's out there fishing for us on that deal. Um, But bigger than that, I mean, this is actually bigger than all of that. You know, to heck with Google, to heck with Twitter, to heck with all that. Who in the world adds chili and lime and salt to their watermelon? And so that's the big question today. Melon by itself, watermelon or honeydew or cantaloupe versus I'm going to douse it with a bunch of tagine, chili, lime, and salt. 
so how do you eat your melon? Latham, what, I mean, what is this, dude? This sounds like a revolution or something. Yeah, I, I think we, yeah, there, there definitely needs to be a congressional inquiry into this. <laughs> like we used to have the old uh, yeah. House Committee on Un-American Activities, you know, the, the McCarthy era. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, if Joe McCarthy had heard that there were people putting uh, chili lime salt on watermelon, they likely would have ended up on a list somewhere. Yeah, I mean, and, and who does this? Watermelon by itself, that's good enough for me. Absolutely. So I'm a melon guy by itself. Yeah. Don't throw a bunch of garbage on that. Yeah. So, but tagine, and then that name, you know, tagine. First of all, I read that, and it almost sounds Arabic versus I don't know Hispanic. Yeah. It's Hispanic is what it is. Um, but, I mean, again, what do you do? You know, feel free to chime in over here on the uh, Restream chat through Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, or uh, you can talk to us through Twitch. But do you put salt on your melon? Let us know. I do not. I'm a melon guy straight up, and that's the way I like to have it. Um, I don't want to put a bunch of stuff on it. Now, I remember when my grandparents, though, and my great-grandparents would add a little salt to their watermelon. Yeah, I was going to say, I do remember you know being around people uh, you know, growing up. Yeah, you see them add a little salt to it. I never really got that. I was like, this is, this is sweet. Why do you want to add salt to it? This is like God's candy. You know, exactly. Why, why, why you want to salt something that is that is intended to be sweet? But I do <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up around people that did you know throw a little salt on there, um, but it, but that's all. I mean, none of this other nonsense. Yeah, I mean, about. chili lime salt on. Now you got to touch the music. You got to got to give us some music. Yeah, we don't want music. <laughs> got to have a little music. Where where's our music? Okay, we got to get into the mood. See, I got to start this all over again. This whole prep thing now. All right, I'm back in my. You got to do that, man. When you get back in, let's go back to restream chat and see if anybody's left. All right, hello. We are back. We are back, back, back. We've been talking about watermelon. Do you salt it or do you not salt it with the new? And it's not really new, but kind of hitting the market as a fad uh, in the last year. Tajine or Tajin, whatever you want to call it there. Good morning, Judy from Canada. Yeah, she's tuning in from Canada there. Right. How pretty cool is that? I think Saskatchewan, right. I think. Um, we are live now, Fred. We are back. I know, right? It's not Memorex. Speaking of, speaking of a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, we just glitched. <laughs> Did you see the black cat walk across? Exactly. I didn't see it. So, anyways, chili, lime, salt. Lathan and I, we're not. We're straight watermelon guys. Um, and if you don't have a good watermelon, just use the seeds to play. That's kind of where we're at with that deal. Picking out a good watermelon. I was taught as a kid that you want to thump the watermelon. Yeah, that's how I always saw people do it. Okay, and so what are you listening for? I have no idea. They never told you no that, did idea. they? No idea. Did you they, see people thump it? Thump it. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Why is that a good one? Yeah, I don't know. See, I've heard that if it's hollow or more hollow, that it's ripe. If it's too hollow, it's overripe. But yeah. if you thud, it's not ripe. Okay. So you're looking for kind of a open thud. Okay. So yeah. you really... You really need a good ear. You do. You, you do. It's a good yeah. science. Eyes stink. Yeah. Ears are good. So I can pick out your watermelon for All right. you. There you go. I have a tendency to pick out good watermelons. Right. Go figure that out. All right. And so uh, we, I think we have solved the watermelon mystery for today without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I was driving over and I was thinking for next week. And so maybe you and I could wear this out a little bit. What in the world is the difference between Diet Coke and Coke Zero? 
branding. But I don't understand, though. <laughs> no, no, I don't either. Like, I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. Okay, right. so Coke Zero, no sugar, calorie-free, Diet Coke, same thing, right? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't get it. Is his uh, mic on? Let's, let's make yeah. sure his mic's on. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I've wondered the same thing. Like, if it's if it's Coke Zero, if it's got no sugar in it, well, right. then, then what is in Diet Coke that you're having to distinguish between the two? I mean, is it, they don't put saccharin in, in uh, Coke Zero, maybe? Is there saccharin maybe. in Diet Coke? I think there's saccharin in Diet Coke, right? Yeah, it's probably something like that. Some, some Coke Zero is supposed to have the Coca-Cola taste, and the um, Diet Coke is the one with, like, <laughs> with like no taste that diety taste yeah. yeah but okay but help me out here then why not just get rid of diet coke and right. go with coke zero right we've hey we've done our better we've revolutionized diet coke now we call yeah. it coke zero i don't get that yeah that's a mystery to me it's a mystery to me now dr pepper's jumped in line yeah and, and i mean dr pepper i mean come on you just yeah, don't follow the suits. Yeah, know who you are. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you're mean, you're different. Don't you're follow the suits. Yeah. You, you don't need to go. You, like nobody's drinking Dr Pepper thinking, no. you know, I want something slightly less sweet. <laughs> right. Or with no sugar in it. Yeah. Hell, I'm going looking for the bottle that says Dublin. pure cane. Dublin, Dublin Dr. sugar. Pepper. That's the right. That's, sugar. that's what I'm That's exactly looking for. Right. Yeah. Take, yeah. A, take a swig and get the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fred says, "Ah, just drink the real stuff unless you medically can't. It is a freaking fad." Well, and it's fatting all over the place. That's for darn sure. Pepsi Zero now, I think they have, or yeah. something like that. When Dr. Pepper jumped on board, I kind of lost a little respect. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, just just know your audience, man. I mean, know yeah. who you are. Yeah. Just be you. You remember Tab? I do. Yeah. My, my grandmother drank that stuff all the time. <laughs> my grandmother did, too. Yeah. Tab was in the garbage can. Let me tell you something. Oh, there, there yeah. Cans of it and cans of it. Yeah. I mean, Two-liter bottles. Did Sprite do the same thing? Well, they have a Sprite. Zero. A Sprite, of course they do. Yeah. Of course they. Do have they? Here's, I think here's the thing where I probably would lose my mind. Has Mountain Dew come up with a Mountain Dew Zero yet? No, I think Mountain Dew knows who they are. <laughs> I think they do too. Uh, I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can you, you know imagine a Mountain Dew Zero no. or a Jolt Cola Zero? Yeah, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, why are you drinking it? Jolt Cola, man, that got me through uh, undergrad. <laughs> No, they don't. It's the pink one. Really? I got to look this up. No, they That's can't. That's disappointing. No, they can't. Because then I'm now that I got to start a fad, and I'm going to have to start yeah. finding a local Mountain Dew distributor and go out and and uh, carry a sign. Now, Jolt Cola and an undergrad. I didn't need any sort of. Uh, oh, they have any, a Mountain Dew Zero. That's ridiculous. Come on, give me a break. Jolt Cola got me through undergrad. You you didn't need any sort of illegal substance <laughs> to stay awake. Like, Jolt Cola, and there was a coffee house like right on the edge of campus that sold uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans. Oh, yeah, there you go. You eat a couple of those and chase it with a Jolt Cola, you're up for like a week. <laughs> you were, too. <laughs> yeah, that was good we stuff. We didn't need any illegal drugs. We we had coffee beans and Jolt Cola. Stay Do you know that they brought Jolt Cola back in 2017? Uh, and now I they're doing know. energy drinks. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jolt Cola, chocolate covered espresso beans, and then you you know, a little shot of NyQuil to come down. You know. <laughs> well, what else that's, do you need? That's how you didn't put on the freshman twenty. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you didn't have a chance. No. Get through finals week, take a little shot of NyQuil, wake up in about three days, you know, a half beard grown. Like, what week is it? 
<laughs> what what week is it? Did the grades come out yet? Did I right. miss the semester? Yeah. yeah, those are always the big questions yeah. to ask. I mean, <laughs> exactly. come on now, right? So big headlines. We can't let this go without talking about it. There will not be any spectators yeah. at the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. Feedback, thoughts, what do you what do you what do you mean? I you know, I'm not surprised um, that they did it. Um, but but at this point, I'm kind of like you know, have, it's, it's we're going on close to two years. I mean, you, you got a lot of people vaccinated. Everybody knows the risks. Uh, you've already postponed this thing. It's already a year late. Like, I, I mean, I, why not just let people you know assume the risk? Everybody understands there's risk involved, right? Right. Um, the people that want to show up will show up, and people that are afraid to go out will stay home. Won't go home. That's right. I mean, or going to go out. Yeah. You know, I, one of the reasons these countries spend so much money putting together, you know, presentations and, and making their pitch to get the Olympics is, you know, the economic impact of, of hosting it. Well, you just cut into that pretty drastically if you're not going to let anybody show up. It's just going to be the athletes in the stadium. Can't sell tickets, you know, right. not, you know, hotel rooms, restaurants, all the economic development that comes along with that sort of thing. I mean, you just gutted it. Oh, and they did gut it out, no doubt about it. Shambriel, what's our phone number here at the studio? It's in there somewhere. It's a 214 number. Pop quiz. Andrew, we're going to look for it. We haven't used it in so long, so I think it comes to my phone anyways, which is kind of interesting. So, But, yeah, if we can find it, man, call in. I'll put it out there. You guys can call in. Andrew White says, I have to admit I do like Dr. Pepper 10. Yeah, that's because you, you, you left. You've, you've retired as a major out of the Army. Pepper ten. I mean, Dr. Pepper is ten, two, and four. That's exactly right. I mean, that's, that's why that's the I mean, only ten that I'll yeah. be involved in, Dr. Pepper. Andrew, 10, you're fired as as a as a man, dude. <laughs> you lose your man card. Yeah, and uh, and, and or your Southerner card if you are <laughs> right, right. Your like, Southerner card yeah. for sure, yeah. dude. Moon pie and a Dr. Pepper. What are you doing? Absolutely. Yeah. What are you doing? You're killing or, me. Andrew. I don't know, dude. I, like where I grew up, it was moon pie and an RC. Oh, you know, absolutely. RC, RC cola. That was the bomb. The yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. So. Back to the Olympics. I mean, here we go. They had three and a half million tickets sold. They said, all right, no foreigners back in March. Yeah. We're not letting anybody come into Tokyo. We're not letting anybody do any of this. Um, but we'll sell lo- tickets to the locals. Right. And now they're afraid of a super spread going on. They only sold, again, they only sold three and a half million tickets. I say they sold that, but only sold that many uh, because they wanted to still socially distance and only fill the stadium half full. Uh, and I mean, at that point, I don't mean, you're going to the bathroom close quarters, right. you're going to stand in line close quarters yeah. to get food or, or what have you. I mean, are you really doing anything when you do that inside the stadium? Yeah, I don't, I don't see how it's that big a deal, but I mean, they don't want to be a super spreader. Well, I mean, in the cat sort of out of the bag on super spread, I mean, the whole world has this right. virus already. I mean, right. What, at some point we just got to get on with living life. So Andrew's calling my phone. Let's see if we can get him on the microphone. Right. Hold on. Let's see if we can do this. Andrew, are you there? I am here. JP, great topic on today's show, by the way. Which one? The Dr. Pepper topic or the melon topic? Oh, the, or? the Olympics, the whole thing. This is awesome. Man, we're all over the board. I tell you this much. We're not talking Vicksburg and Gettysburg. That's what you guys are going to talk about <laughs> on Saturday. Yep. So we got Andrew White uh, with us from Kilroy's Conversation. Uh, so, Andrew, what, what do you got for us, man? Well, first of all, I can't turn in my Southern card because I'm originally from the Northeast. Oh, that's uh, right. So, you eat beans with your chili. Uh, my bad. 
Has exactly. Any- so, you know, I got to, you know, you got to give me a little bit on that. Dr. Pepper 10 is not too bad, you know. When you have to say not too bad with something, don't eat it. The calories aren't worth it. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But it's better than pure diet. Uh, well, I mean, at least with diet, we knew what we had, right? Now you got all these sure. different names. You got Dr. Pepper Zero. You got the 10 Dr. Pepper. Yeah. So now you don't know what you're picking up. You're thinking, oh, hey, 10 Dr. Pepper. They had 10 more you know, ounces of sugar. I'm going to have some of this. And then it's not. What's exactly. with that? What's with that? It's confusing. It's all marketing, you know? Yeah. Right. And so Better than diets like being the healthiest guy in the leper colony. (laughs) Right. Great analogy. Great analogy. (laughs) (laughs) So what about the Olympics? I mean, should we we put butts in the seats or no? Well, me personally, I think we should have, you know, and and I agree with what you guys are saying. We should have folks there. Um, Now, I'm going to have to put an asterisk on here. I understand. And kind of, sort of, maybe their logic. I don't agree with it. I just kind of, sort of, see because they're kind of paranoid over there. I see. I don't agree. If that makes any yeah. kind of sense over there, I think we should be there. I think we should have fans there. This is the freaking Olympics, all right? This is big. You know, nationalism. This is all about, you know your country, your opportunity to shine, showcase who you are as a nation and, and the best that we have to offer. That's what the Olympics is all about. Amen. And not, and I'm not just speaking about America. I'm talking about every country attending the Olympics. Right, exactly. It is That's all about it. representation. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's something about any, you know, and I even, I love watching it when you see some of these smaller, lesser-known countries when they have that athlete win whatever event it may be. And on the medal stand, you see that national pride, the crowd just really giving them that love. It, that's what the Olympics are about. That is really the whole essence of the Olympics. And by not having that, I think you're robbing the athlete, the fans, and the nation of that opportunity. Agreed. Well, just my opinion. you got a couple fans here. Fred says, hey, my fellow damn Yankee. And Ann Guzman says, yeah, Yankee logic. So there you go. <laughs> Andrew, thanks for your call in, brother. Oh, wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. No, for, the, for, the, uh, for the comment about the fellow damn Yankee, do you know the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee? No. Yankees go home. Oh, I know. I hear Yankee, from Yankees go home. <laughs> Yankees go home. Hey, thanks for the call in. We will talk at you later, Andrew. Don't forget to catch no Kilroy's conversation. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Kilroy's conversation this Saturday, it's going to be a great one. Vicksburg and Gettysburg is on the agenda for the conversation. A lot of stuff I didn't know. And I'm, I mean, I've actually walked Gettysburg uh, as, a, as a child, and I'm a huge history guy. And there were some things I didn't know. And so, yeah, kind of exciting. I mean, Vicksburg is a great Civil War park. If you, if you, I've been there if twice. Toured, you know, battlefields, yeah. but you've missed Vicksburg. Vicksburg is a great one. You know what I don't like is that they took down the Confederate flags acknowledging the Confederacy uh I went there when they had them up, right. and then I went back when they didn't, and there there is a big takeaway on that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you, you can't change what happened there. Yeah. I mean, taking the flag down doesn't change anything. No. I mean, it's, if, I, I get, you know, people, people get all up, upset about, you know, the flag or whatever, but it was the flag of that of that army. I mean, you put it up there to mark where they were. Right. Right? Like, the, the, these were this the is where they were, were at. Here right. battling, and this is where right. they were. Like, you know. 
and these soldiers were here. These were the Confederate. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. It, it's history. It's not an, an editorial. Right. So Ann Guzman says there are more uh, countries represented in the Olympics than the U.N. Yeah. Well, well put, Ann. Yeah. You know, and Americans, you know, I don't know if you, you saw this, but also coming out of the Olympic news is the IOC has a rule that you're not allowed to use the podium as a means to politicize your movement, right? Rightfully so. And absolutely rightfully so. So the United States Olympic Committee chairman has actually contacted the IOC and has said, you are going to enforce the no podium politicizing, right? And so a letter hasn't gone back out yet, so we're going to see what the IOC says in response. But I'm assuming they would follow their guidelines. Uh, Unlike the NFL, who has jumped on everybody's bandwagon, I don't know if you've seen the new commercial for the NFL or not, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but have you seen the new commercial? Yeah, I yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, and so we'll talk about Lathan and I'll kick that around here in just a minute. But, um, you know, it, when you look at the Olympics, it is the cheer of the crowd. It is the, the building of momentum from your fans sure. lifting you. They're, they're, it's like Texas A&M. You are the 12th man. Yeah. And so to take that fan out of the Olympics, you're almost taking the Olympics out well, of the and Olympics. Well, you have also, like, like you mentioned the podium. I mean, when you have the ceremony, when the winner's flag goes up and they play the, the, the winning country's national anthem, and all of, those, all of those people who are from around the world, you know, stand there, you know, in, in respect of that country's anthem. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, it's a, it's a way that it's one of the few things uh, still out there where there is sort of, um, you know, international harmony. Right. You know, everybody, you know, stands and respects that that athlete's country and his flag and his anthem for those few moments out of respect for, hey, look, you won. You're the best in the world at this. Yeah. And all the rest of us are going to listen to your anthem now. Right. And we're going to, and we're going to stand for it. We're yeah. going to, we're going to respect it. Absolutely. We definitely have lost a little bit of that in this country. Oh, for sure. Don't know where that's gone to, but for sure. Um, and Guzman says, so why can the BLM and Antifa and LGBT have flags posted? Posted where? Uh, yeah. And posted where are you talking about the Olympics or just in general um, before we go there, but bouncing back and, and I want to go back to 1936 the Olympics in Nazi Germany. Berlin. I did this on Snarky Parenthetical. Oh, did you? I did. Okay. Yeah. Jesse Owens. Posted, posted the picture. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it that Jesse Owens recognizes that we live in the best country in the world yeah. while albeit not perfect? Sure. And certainly not in 1936. Right. But very much better than anywhere else in the world. And he stands up knowing that when he goes back to his home in the United States, he is going to face racism. You know, there, there are going to be some people that go, oh, you're Jesse. Oh, man, come on in here. We don't care. Versus those who don't recognize him. And they're going to, boy, you need to get on out my door, you know, kind of a thing. Why is it we can't have these athletes understanding that if you don't want to live here and represent us, give up your citizenship and go run for a country like Venezuela, Chile, Nicaragua, uh, Russia, I mean, even though Russia's yeah. a, a, a republic, supposedly, uh, or China. I mean, you look at what Jesse Owens did, just like you said. Um, you know, were things in this country in 1936 as good as they could be? Of course not. Nobody. I mean, he had plenty to be pissed off about what was going on in America in the 1930s. 
Okay, but he's standing on the podium, and when you look at that picture, he's standing next to an actual Nazi. The guy is giving the Nazi right. salute on the podium. Hitler is in the crowd. This right. is in Berlin. And there's Jesse standing there at attention saluting the flag because, as you said, he probably understood. I don't know what was in his head, but he probably understood my lot in life is better in America than anywhere else in the world. Is it perfect? Is it all that it should be in 1936? Of course not. Um but I'm treated a whole lot better here than I would be if I was in the guy in this guy's country. Exactly. In the country where I'm where I'm competing. And he did the best thing that he could do. He won. He exploded the myth of Aryan supremacy right there in front of Hitler right there. in his front yard. Just smoked those guys yeah. right there in Berlin. And if I'm not mistaken, the podium faced Hitler. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. Uh, because that's how Hitler wanted it. Because he yep. felt like all of his athletes would prevail on yeah. the podium, and he that, wanted them what to. He wanted. Yeah. Here was a world showcase to show that uh, the Germans and the and the Aryan people were going to demonstrate, you know, their superiority to everybody else. And Jesse's like, I don't think so. Watch well, this. And again, why is it we can't do that? Why, you know, it was funny. Kathy and I are going to be doing a segment here in a couple of weeks. There's a college news network out there now, and they go out and they interview different college students on different topics. And one of the topics was, uh, would you want to live? in the united states anymore are you proud to be an american Mm -hmm. and then who has taught you that you shouldn't be proud to be an american and the answers were stifling uh just absolutely stifling Uh, one girl's like yeah uh, we live in a horrible country and uh yeah there's no equality in our country um and yeah my professors are the ones who taught me that and so the lady the lady turned to her and said are you willing to give up your citizenship and move to a different country, such as Venezuela or China. And, well, no, no, I'm not willing to do that. Why is that, you know? Because we do live in the best country in the world, whether you like it or not. Are we perfect? No. But will we continue to work to become perfect? As long as idiots get out of the way, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that that I think makes um, America exceptional is that there's never been a, a more aspirational nation than this one when you're founded on principles and ideas not just by the 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 strength of a military power um nobody is saying that being that that having patriotism or being proud of your country or loving your country means that you don't acknowledge that there are any problems here right the difference is there's no country in the history of the world that has done as much as this one has to try to fix those problems and I, you know, I said this on, on my show when we were talking about this, because you know, there, there was this um, athlete at the Olympic trials that got mad when the anthem played while she was on the podium. And I said, you know, you earn the right to be on the Olympic team. There's some people saying you should be kicked off. I'm not one of them. I'm not a cancel culture guy. You earn the right to be there, okay? But here's my advice. When you get to the Olympics, if go ask an athlete from China what would happen to them if they right. pulled what you tried to pull on the podium. If they did something to disrespect their anthem or protest, right. and they have a lot of things to protest about, okay? I'm not saying that you oh, don't. Oh, they do. But go ask somebody from China. If you can get them away from their government handler long enough, go ask somebody from Russia, from Venezuela, from Iran. Hey, what would happen to you if you were on the podium and you used this opportunity to come out against the Ayatollah Khomeini? Yeah. Some political protest. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if. They didn't walk out and yank those people right off the podium, right in the middle of the anthem. Especially Iran. If you came out against the Ayatollah Khomeini, 
Right. I can see a government official walking right over to you and you're done. Come you're on. Right. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you'll leave the stadium, go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. And you'll never and, get out. Yeah. And, and also, you know, good luck uh, seeing your family. What's right. going to happen to your family back in homeland? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say you took it right out of my head. It's Tiananmen Square. I mean, I know it's old, but when they tried to, to protest communism and yeah. promote democracy, democracy and freedom and liberty, you saw tanks rolled into Tiananmen Square. I mean, so, and if you were to do that today in China, they're going to arrest you and you will become a new chemical testing agent for the Chinese government. Uh, give me a break. Dissidents don't survive in China. Right. I mean, we had our own Americans get arrested, sure. handed over to us, basically already dead, flown back to the United States. I mean, so, yeah, I just uh, not a fan of using the Olympics. And again, this conversation started from the fact that the U.S. Olympic Committee has contacted the IOC to make sure they are going to enforce the fact that athletes are not going to be able to use the podium right. as a means to express their political views. Which I can appreciate, but also, you know, U.S. Olympic Committee, why don't you do the job? Right. The U.S. Olympic Committee, just you can enforce it. Why are you kicking the can to the IOC? Right. Why not? You're the United States Olympic Committee. Tell every athlete, look, you earn the right to be here, um, but this podium is not to be used for your own personal political protest. And if you can't deal with that, we'll find somebody else who can. Absolutely. There's alternates yeah. on every team. And there are. And they're almost as good as, I mean, a half a second or, or less as good as you are. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was one hair of a moment that separated. That guy didn't shave quite as close as the guy next to him. So right. the guy next to him was faster by that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so give me a break here. Uh, so kicking that can down the road, we'll have to see how things happen. Uh, I am going to be curious to see what the podium gets used for other than anthems and metal hands out, medals being handed out. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about some other part of freedom and liberty. How about the big victory yeah. for First Liberty against the IRS? The IRS, exactly. Man, tell us about that. First uh, set the stage, tell us what happened. Sure. And then what was the outcome? Yeah, so um, a, a Texas-based group called Christians Engaged uh, contacted us because they had applied for nonprofit status, 501c3 status from the IRS. The IRS sat on their application for months, and then they finally uh, sent them a letter denying their uh, nonprofit status. And in the letter, Christians Engaged, by the way, their, their whole ministry is to encourage uh, Christians uh, to pray for their elected officials, to be engaged in uh, the political process, to uh, apply a biblical worldview to policy issues, and you know, go register to vote and, and get involved. They never, ever tell anyone who to vote for. They don't endorse candidates. They don't endorse party platforms. They just help Christians understand uh, the process and engage in the process. The IRS, in their rejection letter, stated that the reason they were rejecting them is they thought they were too partisan because Christians Engaged teaches from a biblical worldview. And the letter actually said, the Bible and biblical principles are affiliated with the Republican Party and Republican yeah, candidates. I, I love that. And that makes you too partisan to be a, a, a C3. And so they showed me this letter, and I was like, uh, you know, that's probably news to our president who <laughs> says he's a devout Catholic and that right. his religious beliefs influence his public policy decisions. So we uh, signed up, signed them up as a client and uh, went through the IRS, their internal appeal process. We filed the appeal, and uh, our appeal basically demonstrated how the IRS had, had uh, violated 
its own internal regulations, but then also three different clauses of the First Amendment of the Constitution. So, right. Um, which is actually kind of impressive in a weird way. You know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So we, we filed the appeal, and honestly, we thought, you know, this is probably going to be, you know, six, eight months before we're able to get this thing resolved. It's the IRS, it's the bureaucracy, it's going to take a long time. But, you know, the press got wind of it. It got some national media attention. Some members of Congress started weighing in on it. And just last week, the IRS called our client and said, um, yeah, we got this wrong. We're going to send you a new letter. Uh, and she got the letter uh, last week uh, approving uh, their C3 nonprofit status. So it's a win for religious liberty because if they had adhered, if they had kept that standard and said, you know, anybody that's teaching sort of a biblical worldview on political issues, I mean, that, that would have threatened the nonprofit status of hundreds, oh, if not yeah. thousands, of uh, nonprofit ministries, churches. I was I mean, about to say, churches across this country. gets up and, and preaches on a, on a topic that relates to some you know, policy issue and says, you know, here's why I think the Bible teaches X, Y, Z on this. And, I mean, good luck. I mean, that, right. that, that could have set a terrible, terrible precedent uh, going forward. So it's a big win for religious liberty where we're... Uh, shocked frankly that it that it went so that, easily that it went I so quickly yeah. i mean uh, apparently the irs can move quickly when they want to you know <laughs> right <laughs> but uh we're happy they did the right thing and we're happy for our client all right congratulations by the way Thank you. and thanks for being out there and, and being warriors for us for religious freedom again in this country we have that absolutely in china you don't have that as an option no. in venezuela you don't have that as an option yeah. uh, and in parts of russia you don't have that as an option and so uh, we want to thank you all for bearing the light for us and carrying the torch uh, for for religious freedom and religious liberty. So, and again, where they, where can they go to donate? Because we want to keep you guys on the payroll. We appreciate it. It's firstliberty.org. Right at the top of the page, there's two buttons. One says donate. One says get legal help. So if you need us, get that click that get legal help button. Uh, you'll never get a bill from us. We're supported by donors. That's what that other button is for. You know, the donate button. We appreciate your help. That, that allows us to keep doing what we do representing people all over the country and and never uh, sending them a bill for the for the services and and that's the key because a lot of folks wouldn't be able to afford it uh, i don't remember, oh, remember if not. you can remember the cake incident the cake decorating incident oh, yeah. you know that cake decorate or that uh, that uh, shop owner would have never been able to afford no not at all I the mean, fight all the way to the supreme court or what have you yeah i mean uh, Think about like Coach Kennedy, probably our most famous client, the football coach, you know, right. fired for taking a knee and saying a silent prayer. I mean, that case has gone all the way to the Supreme Court, back down, and is now about to go back up to the Supreme Court. That case has been going on close to six years. Wow. I mean, if we were billing that guy at just an average hourly rate, I mean, his, his bills would be in seven figures. By yeah. Now. I mean, there's no way he could afford to, to take the stand, you know, that must be taken. I mean, this, this has to get rectified, and he understands that. You know, this case is bigger than him now. Um, but there's no way he could have done it, you know, right? Just paying by the hour, you know, for for us to represent him all these years. So yep. So hats off. Make sure you go and hit that donate button, uh, so we can help keep religious freedom here in this country. That's for sure. All right. So let's talk a little baseball real quick. We can't uh, get into July and not talk baseball. I've held yeah. off until July. I wanted to kind of see where everybody was going to settle in after the pandemic. Right. Um, you know, a little bit of a shortened season. Yeah. Uh, some athletes are complaining about. Yeah. Uh, and so where would everybody come down? And I'll tell you what, the Yankees are not doing so hot right now. The American League East, they it are. does my heart good. Yeah, mine as well. <laughs> they are 44 and 42. They are 4 and 
six over their last 10. Uh, at home, they are barely protecting. They are 23 and 22 while on the road. They're 21 and 20. But they're right there nestled next to the Baltimore Orioles, who are 28 and 58. Are the Orioles ever going to come out of uh, the, the doldrums again? You know, who knows? I mean, I mean, 28 and 58. I feel for them. I mean, I, you know, there's an old saying, and I forget who said it first. I think it was the old commissioner of baseball. He said, you know, nothing breaks your heart like like baseball. <laughs> yeah, nothing that's breaks the your truth. Heart like, like baseball. I mean, I grew up a Braves fan back in, the, back in the 80s when they were in the cellar for like a decade. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, so I resented all the bandwagon Braves fans who jumped on board. Right. You know, when like Chipper the, Jones shows up, yeah, Greg Maddox shows up. Start yeah. winning again. And I'm like, where were you guys when Rick Mailer was the ace of the staff? <laughs> you know, when, right. when Bob Horner was the, was the slugger. Not the Tom Glavin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember those days. So uh, the Red Sox, here you go. The Red Sox, top of the American League East. They are 54 and 34. They are 7 and 3 in their last 10, 27 and 17 at home. And of course, 27 and 17 away. Tampa Bay Rays are not far behind. They are 51 and 36. They are 5 and 5 in their last 10. And uh, so, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays may have a, a huge playoff face off with probably, if I had to guess, the uh, Chicago White Sox, who are 51 and 35 right now in the American League Central. Uh, and again, they're showing they're 7 and 3 in their last 10. 31 and 14 at home. One of the better home records. And how about Tampa becoming like the new title town? Yeah. You got the Bucks with the Super Bowl. You got the Lightning that are, I think, one or two games away from winning the Stanley Cup. Right. And now you got the Rays in the thick of the playoff hunt in baseball. In baseball. And in, that, in the World Series last year. Yeah. Losing to the Dodgers right here on our very own Globe Life Park. Right. So, all right. The American League Central. You've got the White Sox atop. You've got the Indians at 43 and 42. The Indians on a big slide. They are one in nine in their last 10, which gave the Tigers some new life. The Tigers are now 40 and 48. Yeah, I said that. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. No, that's right. 40 and 48. They are 6 and 4 in their last 10, however. And then it just gets worse. The Twins and the Royals both are 36 and 50 and 51, respectfully. Uh, not much happening out of there except for the White Sox. Look for uh, an easy run for them into the playoffs. American League West, the Houston Astros. Did the Astros get a pass because of the pandemic from what happened the year just prior? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, that, that's a good question. Um, yeah, the whole banging the trash bag, banging the trash can scandal down in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Would it been would it would it have been a bigger deal? You know, uh, without the pandemic, uh, probably so. Oh, I think so. I think I think teams would have taken aim at them. Yeah, yeah. So the Astros, 54 and 34, they are 6 and 4 in their last 10. They are 26 uh, and 17, respectively, both home and away. The Athletics are 50 and 39. They are 4 and 6 in their last 10. And the Seattle Mariners finish out the top three in the American League West. They are 46 and 42. Our Texas Rangers, 10 games behind the Angels. We're 34 and 53. Ouch. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> a chance for <laughs> early retirement. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh, I will say this. They are 21 and 23 at home, so they're almost 500 at home. Uh, they are 13 and 30 on the road. 
That's rough. That's rough. I'll tell you. If you're getting the Rangers coming into your ballpark, it's likely you're going to win. I think the bad news bears. There's actually, there's a couple of bright spots as far as, as far as like things to watch when you watch the Rangers. I mean, Gallo, I think, has hit like 10 home runs oh, in the last 10 games. In 10 games, yeah. Uh, they got this other new kid that just you know started knocking the ball out of the park. Um, I'm blanking on his name. But, you know, there's maybe there's uh, there's hope for the future there. You know, but, uh, there's always next year, as, as they say, in baseball. And we're going to be heading that direction. Yeah. <laughs> there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. We have got to sure up the bullpen. Our middle relievers have got to do something. And then, of course, we can't let runs go dry as long as the Rangers let them go dry and hope to win games. Exactly. That's for sure. you got to have pitching if you're going to win. Yeah. I mean, that's been the Rangers' issue I mean, forever. Probably the most competitive division in baseball right now, National League West. The uh, Giants are 54 and 32. The Dodgers are 54 and 34. And the Padres are 52 and 38. And uh, so all three of those right there jam packed. All of them have 50 plus wins. The only division in baseball, by the way, or the only, uh, uh, yeah, only division in baseball to have all three of their top three with 50 or more wins. Yeah, they're playing some ball out there. So the Dodgers are seven and three in their last ten, faring a lot better than the Giants, who are four and six, and the Padres, who are five and five. I think my Dodgers are set for another World Series. Yep, you heard it here first on JP Kathy and the crew. All right, National League Central: the Brewers are fifty-three and thirty-six. The Reds are forty-five and forty-two. In the East, the Mets are forty-five and thirty-eight, and the Phillies are forty-two and forty-three. That's sad. So here are your top three teams in the East. 45 and 38, 42 and 43, and 42 and 44. The Phillies and the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing some pretty bad baseball in the East for sure. All right, that's your baseball update getting you caught up. And uh, because, again, we haven't talked baseball yet, but it is July, so it is time to make sure we start talking baseball. Coach Quigley, let's go to the board. Coach Quigley says, hey, man, go – or how about Altuve and Correa just opted out of the All-Star game? I didn't know that. I know. I hadn't heard that either. I hadn't heard that. Uh, Let's see. Fred says, let's go Mets. Oh, Fred. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. And then uh, let's see. Fred Nort uh, spoke on Jesse Jackson, and others would go broke if not for the nonprofits they have. Probably pretty true. I could see where he would definitely be in trouble there. Um, But, yeah, so thanks all for the crew for participating and jumping in and being a part of J.P. Kathy and the crew. Big weekend ahead, lot going on because it is Michelle's birthday. That's right. Our very own Michelle has a birthday this weekend. We want to say happy birthday to you. Here from JP and Kathy. Michelle, my friend, you are the crew. You help get them together and keep them organized. Send out the, the messages when they don't go out for us and organize events like our March Madness or when we do fantasy football. So, Michelle, happy birthday to you. Oh, and Coach Quigley says, don't forget the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns are up 2-0. That's true. Yeah, and that's about the response I would give it. Yeah, that's true. You know what's funny? I <laughs> it saw. Exist. Yeah, I saw a meme <laughs> last night, and it said, the NBA Finals, what we've all been looking forward to, and it had the Lakers and the Nets. And then it said, oh, our reality. Right. The Bucks and the Suns. Right. <laughs> it's like, who I mean, saw that coming? Yeah, who would have thunk it? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, but big happy birthday to Michelle as she celebrates in the month of July. All right. With that being said, it is time. Oh, and to Coach Quigley and Miss Quiggs celebrating 38 years in, in marriage. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, Coach. All right. 
Let's see, July 13th. When is July the 13th? I thought this weekend was July 13th. I guess it's not. I guess it's middle of the week. Right. That's exactly. middle of the week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I celebrate on the weekends. So, Michelle, yeah, I know it was the 13th, but I thought this weekend was the 13th. Who cares? Happy birthday. Yeah, just keep partying. Yeah, that's right. That's what I say. Keep partying. Lathan, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime. Maybe we'll get to share the love next time. Hopefully, we'll have our podcasting uh, folks come on, and we can talk about their network and what's going on as well. If nothing else, have a blessed weekend. Enjoy the heat, because it's here no in July. Lathan, thanks, man. That was fun stuff.